Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Pixels and Ink podcast, episode 340. I am your host, Jordan Biorti, and joining me today on the podcast is the excellent Chris DeHoog. Hey, glad to be back again. Oh, it's good to have you. I know it's been a, it's been a whole week. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why I said back again. I've it's like, <laughs> it's like eight weeks in a row. <laughs> yeah, you've been consistent now. Just regular, I guess, now, yeah. And uh, joining us is a very special guest, uh, Reina Cervantes, at least if I'm to believe uh, her email. <laughs> yeah, you'd be correct. <laughs> oh, nice. I nailed it. <laughs> yeah, I love that little accent flourish you put on it. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I like I, I I try my best when I when I see cool names. You went for it. It worked. <laughs> so uh, before we get started, make sure to uh, check us out on the uh, social medias. I'm gonna try putting this at the top of the podcast so maybe you can find us. I am Ninja Jordan underscore on Twitter and Ninja Jordan reviews on YouTube. I'm trying to rebrand so you can actually find my channel. Uh, Chris DeHoog obviously is at Hoogathy on Twitter and Guild Two Taps on Twitch. And Reina is JFC Doomblade on uh, Twitter, I'm guessing. Mm hmm. Twitter. Okay. And, and, uh, and that, that's spelt the way it uh, sounds JFC Doomblade. All right, so let's get into it. Let's get into the podcast. Uh, so we got some uh, we got some news uh, to talk about a little bit here. Um, so first up on the list on the docket is uh, we have some rumors coming out of Bloomberg about a possible switch upgrade. Um, these rumors have been floating around a lot, so it's kind of hard to trust. You know what's what's happening, and you know obviously we uh, take everything with a grain of salt. But supposedly, uh, Nintendo has been talking to Samsung about uh, making a, a new Switch with a bigger OLED screen uh, and possible 4K output to the TV. Um, my guess is that would also... I mean, so far, all I've seen is talk about the screen and like clarity, but I feel like if it had the potential to output in 4K, that it would also mean like some you know uh chip upgrades as well um what are our thoughts on this it's nice to see something like actually substantial come around because like you said these rumors have been going around probably since like a year after the switch came out and like it's always just oh they're gonna put a new new 4k model out but you know years go by nothing happens now there's actually some kind of movement with them securing these screens from samsung so i mean i'm I'm down for it, but uh, I'm still holding my breath. Yeah. Um, well, that's a thing, right? Like, it's uh, it's it's something like you know that I think everyone wanted to sort of like imagine because when the Switch came out, like it was you know an underpowered console in comparison to like the PS4 and the Xbox One. Um, you know, and obviously, like you know, people just. It's it's a thing with Nintendo fans. They all just you know they want the 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 moon and the galaxy, but you know they're not happy with any of it when they get it. Um, uh, like now, it makes a little bit more sense because you know we are entering the next gen. So like as much as I you know am kind of of the belief that like Nintendo could probably carry the Switch it through next gen and be like fine. Um, just because of like the, like, like the, not even the novelty, but like the, 
the functionality of the switch like makes it still like a pretty desirable console um i, I don't know it's just being i i wonder if like you mentioned chip upgrades and the hardware itself of the of the switch i'm wondering if it's not only that but there's hardware in the dock going forward to output to that 4k yeah, you you would like you'd have to imagine, right? Because like the dock itself now really is just like a mo- like a minor like what like it just ups it like overclocks the sw- the the switch and like just outputs you know to HD mm-hmm. um, from what I'm aware of. Like so, yeah, like for that kind of capability, like you you'd have to think that maybe like it it would do more than just uh like just output video. Um, <laughs> But yeah, like we said, uh, you know, there's there really we we won't know probably for a little while. I can I could see Nintendo maybe announcing this like closer to like June if, you know, if they're going to participate in like the the E3 digital event. It seems like that's like the best time to do it. Um But yeah, like you know, they're they're going to have to do something to compete with, anyways, with next gen yeah. consoles because as much as yeah, yeah. Like I, I I was gonna say I feel like one of the one of the things that this new Switch model supposedly adds is like something that's like so unnecessary is like OLED is very nice, but I think the last thing the Switch needs in portable mode is a bigger screen. Well, you know what I I More don't know I feel drain, yeah. I, I'm I'm torn on that. Yeah. Well, even yeah the battery drain too, but the Switch doesn't have a solid battery even like now, so. Um... It's still that weird thing where like it's it's funny too that like a lot of people's kind of stopped talking about it because it was a real staple of like reviews, mine included, uh, when the Switch like first launched was to like talk about like, you know, this game can give you like six hours of battery on the Switch, whereas this game only gives you four. Like like it was a weird thing that different games had like different battery drain. Mm-hmm. Um but like the, the the thing about the like the the current model switch that I that I and I I honestly felt that from the beginning was that like there's this weird like black rim around the screen where it just sort of feels like unnecessary like they could have eliminated that and added like an extra half inch to the screen and it's I think it would have it, I don't know it would have maybe it wouldn't have gone a long way to making things look better on it but like it I don't know it's just it would have been nice I think like you have a you have a system that is essentially just a screen uh and like it's already you know it's already pretty compact so like the you know to 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 be like cutting down screen size on it like already um i don't know i just feel like like maybe a bigger screen is a little bit nicer cuz you know this the switch the switch isn't like a bulky system but it's not exactly like portable in the way that like the 3DS was where you could just sort of slam it in your pocket and and go so like no matter what, mm. if you're if you're taking the switch anywhere, you're putting it in a backpack. So my secondary switch is actually a switch light. It's the way I choose to play handheld like switch games. Like my main one never leaves the dock. Um, and to be honest, I kind of like that that one has a little bit of a smaller screen because I feel the pe- pixel density is like so much higher on it. Um. Mm. And obviously, like you said, like it makes it like more portable, like the switch light. It's like I don't think people like necessarily like realize that like when you compare it to like a regular switch in handheld mode, like it is like this huge, like smaller, like not huge, but smaller footprint. 
<laughs> that like I can just throw like a switch light in like a backpack and like not even think about it. Yeah, because I mean, like, I, I, that, that was like from from the very beginning. I mean, I was always bringing my switch around, like you know, I, you know, just like a, a, a little like messenger bag that I that I usually take with me, like anytime I go like into the city or whatever, like. Um, and you know, it never felt overly cumbersome, but like, you know, I I. I don't know. This I I have thoughts. You know, I have w- about the switch light, and there are th- things about it that bother me. But hearing you say that, like that that that's that's a tough one because the switch. I mean, the switch on on handheld by itself. I mean, it's not. It's even like regular switch. It's not the best looking thing, too. Like you know, most most games are in seven twenty, and like uh, when you when you jump from like a four K TV to like this like seven twenty thing, like. It's it's noticeable, but you try not to notice it. Yeah. Um, I'm like I'm like know, playing I'm, games on my PS5 and then hopping back and forth between that and Breath of the Wild, <laughs> and my eyes yeah. are like, oh what, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> like from like sixty frames to like Nintendo? like sixty frames to like sub thirty. I'm like, oh, what is going on? I know, I know. But it's just like, and you just you, you you let it you let it slide because it's like, oh my god, Breath of the Wild on the handheld is so and, cool. And, like, that, and that brings up a super good point that I feel like Nintendo is almost like, if this is real, if this is real with quotations, because how many times have we heard reports about this new Switch model? Mm-hmm. Um, if it is real, I feel like Nintendo is could easily maybe not even do it this year like maybe show it off this year but release it next year and probably position it for breath of the wild 2 or uh, the new pokemon open world game well i mean we'll get into that in a sec but new pokemon open world game doesn't look super good anyway so i don't know what a what a what a more powerful console is going to do to help that thing but (sighs) game um, freak (laughs) Uh, I know I love them, but Jesus. Um, <laughs> um, well, that, but that was, but wasn't that part of the rumor too? That apparently it's set to. It is like there, there's, or the, the rumor suggests that it could be out by like late 2021. That's the easy speculation, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, like I think the, it's... Or to, to do it alongside Breath of the Wild Two is a good, is a good, is a good way to move units, as we saw with the original Switch launch. Yeah, but then again. Um, you know, it's not. It's not the. It wouldn't be the worst move because, like these things, this obviously this this the new system would have to be like compatible with old games. So realistically, like an, even just a new like an upgrade, uh, like an or a hardware like upgrade, um, is still like you know probably a, a, an enticing proposition for 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 gamers like you know who still have a pretty robust library of games, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not going to leave that you install to- base behind. I don't think. 100 million units <laughs> yeah. no way like i know nintendo no, is like not. i know nintendo makes dumb decisions sometimes and but i don't think they're that dumb no absolutely it's not weird um, like backward compatibility state essentially like breath of the wild 2 is gonna work on regular switches it may not be the best oh, way yeah, to play it, it to. but it's going to it's going to play it yeah and um and that was the like that's that was the thing too like uh it was one of the like one of the things i thought about i remember when like those initial rumors came out and i was just like like when there was like it was like not even like a year after um uh the uh the the, the switch came out but it, it, it even goes back actually now that, now that i think about it it actually even goes back to i remember when the when the new 3ds was coming out and 
had um, like two exclusive games. <laughs> I know. Oh my god, so <laughs> stupid. Um, and and that, but that was that was exactly the thing, right? Because like when I was when I was hearing about how they were making these like exclusive like new 3ds games on it, I was just like, I'm like, this is like a bad idea. Like, why would you like segment your audience like this? Like. It yeah, just they, doesn't it doesn't really make sense. Well, I think um, I think that's a huge reason why Sony, when the PS4 Pro was coming out, that they were like, no, whatever like works on this has to work on like base models. Like it may be a compromised experience, but it has to be playable on like original PS4 hardware. Just so I yeah. don't think they had that divide or the confusion of like, wait, I have a I have a PS4, but it won't play this PS4 Pro game. Yeah, no, and that's and that's why when I remember like email, yeah, when I heard the initial rumors about this like this like upgraded switch, I was just like, the switch has been out for like less than a year. Like, why are you gonna like fragment your audience and 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 like you know start separating people between like, oh, I have the regular switch, I have the upgraded switch. Like here, you know, there's games that can only be played on the upgraded switch because it has like like better like hardware power and stuff. Like it just doesn't doesn't make sense. Now seems like yeah, like definitely the best time to do it, and because the audience is so huge, like. It's just one of those ways that they can, they can continue to compete with uh with like Sony and Xbox. Granted, like Nintendo's never really had to like compete against Sony and Xbox, right? Like for for all for all its like shortcomings too, uh, you know, like like back when the Wii U was was floundering, like they stayed in the game for pretty long, like considering. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the, or Nintendo's floundering is success to a lot of other companies. Mm-hmm. yeah so it's i don't it, know we'll we'll have to oh sorry go ahead oh no i was gonna say it, yeah it's it's pretty telling nintendo's like stake in the game when one not only is the switch like the first nintendo console i've bought since like the gamecube but two i own two switches alongside like the competition <laughs> Well, that's it's one of those it's one of those things I always say when people talk about you know like the quote unquote the 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 console wars. It's just like it's like how did you like how are we living in a world where Nintendo like hasn't already won and is like literally sitting on a mountain made of money? Like mm-hmm. people are just it's really realistically it's there's, there's the, the console wars don't exist. It's just it's the fanboy wars at this point. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. But um, like we said, you know, there's not a whole lot to go on. So we're just going to have to wait and see um, what happens. Uh, but moving on, uh, you know, and to, to build on that brief mention, uh, we got um, we got a little announcement. Was it was it on Friday or was it on? It was Saturday. It's Friday. Saturday was the actual anniversary. Friday. but the, the trailer was Friday. Oh, yeah. that That's right. Because I, I was at work. So I missed the actual like presentation. But um, so, yeah, we got the announcement that uh pokemon pearl and diamond are getting like let's go style remakes i don't think the mm. i don't know if the catching mechanic is going to be the same um, it's not it's, but they're uh, just you know it's, it's 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 traditional style not not let's go okay okay cool 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 might uh, look like let's go a and, little bit, but well that's always you know yeah like in terms of like like a glow up right the way mm. like um let's go was a was a was an upgraded version of uh, red blue slash yellow um and then we got the uh, the announcement that made no fanboys happy was <laughs> the uh, the open world you know action RPG Pokemon game that fanboys have been crying about for God knows how long got announced in the form of Pokemon Legends Arceus um, 
it's going to be a prequel to uh, Pearl and Diamond set like hundreds of years in the past. Uh, yeah, and no one was happy about it. I'm not unhappy. Fucking Pokemon feds. I saw I saw the best tweet that was literally, it was, it was just like, nobody hates Pokemon more than Pokemon fans. <laughs> it's so true. It's like, at least, yeah. Oh my god, nobody could be happy about anything. Like I you know if, if I can go on a if I can go on a on a sidebar for a second, I like is it is it just because of like is it because of COVID? Is it because we've been we've all been trapped inside for a fucking year and almost two years now that like everyone's just miserable about everything that literally like like Nintendo can't like you know, announce uh, an update to Animal Crossing without people having to get shit post online about it, like you you can't get the thing you've been asking for forever and still be miserable about it. Like what? Like what is going on right now? Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, I like like I said, I'm, I'm not unhappy with it. It doesn't look like it's polished enough yet, but uh, I'm still. That's what I'm I mean. It was like it's like two minutes of like pre-release fo- like alpha footage, like like it's a year very away, early yeah. footage. That's what I mean. Like Jesus Christ, can we just be like? happy about something it's a pretty cool concept yeah like i'm I'm all all for like you know holding game companies to task you know when 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 things are are bad but it's like i'm not gonna like hold game freak or nintendo's feet to the fire because you know this game doesn't look as you know nice as it's supposed to or as i believe it's supposed to like so, I don't know. Uh, so wasn't supposedly Nintendo and the Pokemon company really hit hard by like COVID-19 um, and the transition to working from home. And I don't uh, think a yeah. lot of people think about that because Nintendo and the Pokemon company also are very protective of like assets and leaks and just <laughs> like I heard for like three or four months, they weren't even working from home and just were kind of at a standstill going like, how do we do this? Yeah, no, like a hundred percent. I mean, like, like as as much as everyone really has been like hit hard by like COVID and then having to sh- completely shift directions and like you know, um, you could even j- just like look like looking back at like like history before COVID, right? Like, we're, like being disconnected from your team like makes you know in a in a in a in a like a like a personal setting like makes game development like really hard you know it was one of the things that really like put a lot of strain on kojima when they were when he was making metal gear 5 and like you know konami basically just like locked him in a room and gave like all of his like team like different emails like mm-hmm. so like it's just yeah i mean there's that aspect to it uh, uh definitely but like it's just it really is just is the thing with I think with I mean Pokemon fans I've noticed it especially where like it's just like this like literally like just like nothing makes them happy anymore like you know when you you look looking back on like when Shield and and Sword got announced like people were so critical about like everything in Sword and Shield like to the point where like like you know I mean like I was I didn't I genuinely didn't care that like the entire you know decks didn't get put into sword and shield i was kind of like you know like there's a lot of pokemon i'm not gonna catch them all (laughs) you know like i never have in the past um 
Although surprisingly, I will say that Pokemon Sword and Shield was the first game I ever actually completed the decks on because like I had like such a fun time playing it and they made like ca- finding and catching Pokemon so like easy that like it was genuinely like fun to do. Um, but then it was just like, you know, people like people were getting so mad about and then like, you know, they're getting mad about that. They're getting mad about all oh, the battle animations look terrible. It's like it's like like, what do you want? Do you want these guys to have to like program, you know, unique battle animations for like, you know, it, again. So so not only do you want the entire Pokedex, which is like like over 800 Pokemon in a game you want unique battle animations for all 800 of those guys all of them have to be like perfectly balanced so that like competitive play is like fair and and works like it's just like you you guys you you ask for too much (laughs) yeah like yeah i mean do you and and they want it at the end of the year too like they don't want it to be delayed ever they want it you know now and yeah 2022 dissatisfaction calling it right now late 2022 (laughs) they want it in the past this game should have come out in 2011. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in, in, in some regards, the, the series could be said to be, you know, kind of behind the times. But at the same time, I mean, Sword and Shield ended up being a pretty solid package, like you said. And, you know, I, yeah, I, I, like I, I, I always kind of assume that, you know, there's going to be, you know, another game. There's like the, 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 there's always a third game or like another remake in the same generation. And that's how they can add in some of the other like some of the other Pokemon down the line. Like, like a lot of the Sinnoh. The, the Sinnoh starters aren't in Sword and Shield, but now they'll be available in uh, the Pearl Diamond remakes. So, I mean, you potentially could see an update for Sword and Shield that makes them available. Yeah, but but Chris, I'm going to go ahead and say that um, the starters in Sword and Shield kind of fucking suck. Uh, Sobble did, I will say. That's my, that's my personal opinion, but uh, <laughs> Cinderace and... Uh, Oh, sorry, no. I didn't. Sorry. Allow me to correct myself. I didn't mean to say Sword oh, and Shield. No, don't uh, you say actually, what you're about to say. I actually like the, the, the starters in Sword and Shield a lot. No. Oh, Pearl and no. Diamond have you the worst starters in any Pokemon. I don't care. Monferno <laughs> is. Infernape is garbage. Uh, whatever. Tur- Torterra, garbage. The old. Like, I would. Empoleon uh, is kind of a cool Pokemon. He, uh, you know, he gets a pass. But other than that, you got you got your your one in three on starters. Oh, that oh my god, I was so mad when I played uh, Pearl and Diamond the first time around because well, I always choose the fire. Personal favorites, but uh, well, you're wrong so. and terrible. I, I haven't played a Pokemon game since like Gold and Silver. <laughs> yeah, you know, don't worry, you're not missing. No, much. I don't. It's, I don't want to. It sounds like I don't want to be part of this community. <laughs> Yeah, that no, was not yeah, the most it's, welcoming it's, uh, glimpse into the community right there. <laughs> no, yeah. it's it's super toxic. Like, I would stay away from like it. As, from as, the outside as looking as in, I'm like, oh man, everybody's just so angry all the time. Like my last yeah, rush like with the... Pokemon was Detective Pikachu, the movie. <laughs> which Those featured, good, which featured a, a very cool scene featuring Torterra uh, coming out of the ground. Uh, okay, uh, you know what, fine. I'll give you that one. That was actually pretty cool. No, but I'll I mean, give you like that the, one. Or, or the best thing to do is just... just Play the games for yourself and enjoy them. Don't don't sweat what the people online are raging no. about. So That's the, it, absolutely is, nothing is, that comes from that. Is Let's Go Pikachu, if I'm, I'm to understand, is that a remake of like Red and Blue era Pokemon? Yep. Yeah, it's like a straight from the ground. Like it's 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 just Red and Blue. Okay. Um, I will with like we'll play with, that gladly. <laughs> they 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 added like some other like little like neat things. Like there's like some like some moments where um you can actually like control 
uh your like pikachu or your eevee like you know for, like um one of the one of the moments where you're in like the the rocket headquarters and you're like stuck in a room and you kind of like have to like control your like pikachu or eevee to like crawl around like vents and stuff to like help let you out like um oh okay and then there's the, the there's there's the there's like the Pokemon Go integration where you could like bring Pokemon from Go into your game, um, and uh, like, yeah, like the, the catching mechanic, which I actually kind of enjoyed. I thought it was a neat way to like reinvent catching in a in a Pokemon game because it always seemed a little messed up to me that you just like find these like wild Pokemon in the forest, you beat the shit out of them, and then like you know capture them. So this 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 felt a lot more humane to me. You're just kind of throwing a ball at them and catching them. Um, that was better uh, in theory, but in practice, I find it difficult because I've got Joy-Con drift in my Joy-Cons, and uh, I don't like doing the gyroscopic catching when I'm doing handheld mode. So, yeah, but you can't preference. use the, the sticks when you use. That's that's a that's a misnomer because you can't use the sticks when you are catching. It's all gyro. That's why you have to hold the. The oh well, the, the, the whole thing just Joy feels Cons. off with my Joy Cons. Then, like, it's something's messed well, up. Well, then why don't you get the Pokeball controller like I did? I did. Stupid. But my daughter plays. Well, with then that. what the frick? And I use the Joy Cons. <laughs> I'm hearing what? like motion controls, and I'm like kind of dipping out because I'm getting like Skyward Sword like flashbacks. Oh no! Uh, it, <laughs> no. Yeah, no, don't start that. Don't start that again. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, honestly, it's it's really not that bad. It's all it's all just like gyro. It's, it, it's not even really. It's only really gyroscopic controls when you're playing like in handheld mode. Um, when you're playing like on the TV, it's just like you just you know whip the your hand and it throws the is, ball. Is it playable um, with a pro controller? No, unfortunately not. It's 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 specifically designed so that you only play it with with one Joy-Con. I, uh, so like that way, like if, if you want to pass like the second Joy-Con off to a friend, they can jump in for like local co-op. Um, but yeah, like the way it's designed is that it's only even like you don't you, you wouldn't even use two Joy-Cons like separately. Like it's oh. just, it's just one like one-handed play, um, which is actually like surprisingly convenient. It works in a lot of ways. I got my hands on my temples going like. Oh no! Now I'm having Super Mario Party flashbacks. Trust me, trust me. <laughs> give give it a tra- give it a chance. Well, you don't, and you because you don't hold it like a controller either. You hold it like vertically, like you're like you would hold a Joy-Con. Oh, by so itself. it's like a Wiimote. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I with can, it, like with a stick attached to it. I can I could get down with that. I'll give it a shot. No, trust me. It's it actually is a pretty cool game. I I really I didn't I enjoyed it more than I thought I was. Like for like a remake of Red and Blue, just because like like. Um, like even though red and blue or like red was my first Pokemon, like gold and silver are still my like all time favorites. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, I was hoping the remakes were going to be of those. That's what I was really hoping for too. Like that they would just start going in succession, but mm-hmm. well, th- th- those are on DS now. So at least there's the yeah. DS ones. You got soul silver and, and those, plus, uh, are, those are really good. Plus le- like the let's go Eevee and Pikachu. There's a lot of used copies floating around even. So you don't even have to shell out, you know, the full, price for it anyway. yeah i'm like literally well, googling the... like a used copy on ebay right now <laughs> unless you unless you want to get the 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 pokeball controller which is kind of neat too in its own way that's still sold um, separately too i think actually yeah you can buy it separately but i think it's like it's not as expensive if you were to buy if you were to buy it bundled either way i don't know um you guys are gonna but anyway back so... into pokemon and then i'm gonna be very angry <laughs> at the series <laughs> I'm, dude, sword and shield is really good i, I mean like, like it, I like it a lot, yeah, and and that was one of, one of the things I was gonna I was gonna mention, Chris, um, before when you were saying how like most of the games do the, the sort of the third edition, right? Like, uh, you know, it feels like it's, it's Sword and Shield already kind of did that with uh, like the Crown Tundra and um, 
like Isle of Armor DLC, right? They added a lot of uh, Pokemon. I think like the the actual like total number now is like up to like I think like like almost like six hundred Pokemon out of like the like total eight that are yeah. in like all franchise. Yeah, like it, so it, I mean, like it, it's it jumped for four hundred to yeah. I I think you're right about six hundred ballpark. So yeah, that's so that's what I mean. It's just like you guys are gonna be so fucking mad about two hundred Pokemon. Like you know, yeah, I'm as mad as anybody that Darkrai isn't in it. Like he's one of my favorite Pokemon. Like but you know, isn't he, like, whatever. Isn't, isn't no, he's not. Right he's still. No, they didn't. The, one of the things they didn't really do was add any of the mythical Pokemon. So, like Arceus is technically a mythical. Like Darkrai is mythical. Um, no so yeah, team. like they just they they just they just brought in um, like the legendaries, but not any like the mythicals. Uh, with with, just, with the exception of Mew, but so like Mew I is like a realized secret. I lied. Um, I have had another brush in with the series with Pokin. But I understand that does not count. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, not really. But uh, but, but still, Pokemon's such a good game. Goddamn, that game did not get the the recognition it deserved. It's a good fighting game. Like I'm a huge fighting so game player. So good, and it is, and it is a legitimately good one. It's so tight. I know. I love it so much. And that one added Darkrai into it. That's why I love it even more. <laughs> oh, Darkrai will come to Sword and Shield um, with the Diamond Pearl remix. It's fine. No, it won't. I guarantee it. <laughs> but but that's but that's one of the jokes I made because you know like so 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 getting back onto topic briefly. Um <laughs> so Pearl and Diamond was like okay, I didn't I didn't hate it per se. Uh, Pearl and Diamond was that like was that funny like reintroduction to Pokemon that I had because you know there's this there's this old comic online um I forget who it's from where it's like it shows like like pokemon through the ages where like you're in you're in grade school and everyone's like ah pokemon's so cool and then you get to high school and everyone's like oh pokemon's so lame but then you get to college <laughs> and everyone again is like pokemon yeah like and it's so weird because i genuinely went through that right like like when i was in grade school i loved pokemon when i got to high school it's the reason i didn't play um ruby and Am- or, or sapphire because i was like oh, i'm too old for pokemon oh, baby game um but then i got then i went to co- when i went when I, when I went to college i saw all these like guys on the bus like playing like you know pearl and diamond on their on their ds's i was like i was like wait a minute like pokemon's cool like why did i ever stop playing like it's a good game so i got back into it with um pearl and diamond and like pearl and diamond i always felt had like issues um i was never a big fan of how for some reason zubats and geodudes are just a plenty in that game like you could literally just go onto the water and encounter a zubat like it made no sense to me why they were just everywhere um but it did have some cool pokemon i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie like lucario was a cool like addition um most of the legendaries were pretty were pretty all right i wasn't a huge fan of heat ran stupid pokemon um like i kind of had a similar experience with with pokemon too because like my parents didn't get me the games for whatever reason so i kind of went into that uh too cool for school attitude and like oh pokemon's so late i'm too old for that as I'm like watching over my friend's shoulders as I'm playing on the school. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Diamond and Pearl came out. I was super into the DS at the time. Like I was snapping everything that I saw in, in Nintendo Power. And so I picked up Pearl Diamond as well. And that became like my, my go-to study break thing in university because it's it's it was, it was, it was kind of complicated, like enough that there's some strategy involved, but it's also somewhat brainless in a way. So that was mm-hmm. kind of like my, that was my unwind game it, through a lot of university. It was that and the, and the Platinum and then Heart Silver and... Whatever, yeah whatever they're whatever they're called 
So yeah, I mean, um, there was definitely there's definitely generations to it, and like, that's part of why there's a divide in the fan base too, where there's that group of people who are just never happy because they grew up with it being one thing, and you know that's all yeah, been to and, them. And uh, yeah, Pearl and Diamond did like kind of like change some stuff, not really change necessarily, but they like implemented things that would become sort of like staple features. Basically, um, all the online play, really. Yeah, yeah, that that was a big deal. Um, the way that they, I, the, like, I think, well, no, uh, was it like Ruby, Ruby, Ruby Sapphire introduced Pokemon swarms, right? Like that was my, my first intro- introduction with the idea of like swarms was, um, was Pearl and Diamond. Um, like, yeah, but like, yeah, the global trade network that became like such a, such an integral feature in Pokemon games. That was uh, Pearl and Diamond. Like, um, what, uh, the one thing I kind of loved about it, and I was wondering how it was going to work on the Switch version, was the uh, like the Poke Watch that you got, like the little like multi tool, because like I it's such a it's such a like weird little like thing to love, but I kind of loved how like because you know because it integrated a lot of like touchscreen functionality, how like when you had it set to like the watch mode, if you touched the screen, it would like like activate like the backlight of the watch and it would be like the like the little like you know like aquamarine color that like all old school you know like casio watches used to have and that felt really like nostalgic for me (laughs) (laughs) but um but yeah no it was like you know it was it was an okay enough game like i don't i don't hate it but it's not one of my favorites um there, there are different issues, like the fact that there are two fire Pokemon through most of the game, and one of them is the starter. Yeah. The little, um, the little bouncing things like that that they can easily fix this time around. Yeah, and I just, I don't know, I just, I never thought that the that the starters had, like, really good evolutions, to be honest. I don't know, I, just, I was really disappointed with Infernape. Ah, uh, all my favorites. Different um, strokes, different folks. But then, you know, but then, uh, you know, but then like that was, I think that was for me, that was probably the last time that Pokemon did feel like genuinely challenging. Cause I remember when I, when we, like when they, when they brought out X and Y, like, well, okay. I, you know, I skipped, I skipped over black and white um, because I was playing soul silver at the time. And I had a friend who got it. And like, I asked her like, if it was any good. And she was just like, are you having fun with soul silver? I was like, yeah. And she was just like, then you probably don't need to play black and white. Like even she wasn't super sold on it. I would, I would play it years later when I was trying to move all of my like legendaries and stuff from soul silver to my, um, version of moon. Right. Um, and yeah, like I agree with her. It's, it's, it's a very toothless Pokemon game. And X and Y was the same. Like every, it's like almost like every trainer you get into a battle with has like one Pokemon and you just, you mega evolve and just blow through them. Like it just, it didn't feel like a very well thought out Pokemon game, but I liked that it was the first one that was like fully like 3d, you know what I mean? Um, but, uh, but then, um, oh my god! And then that, that that gets me to another point about what pisses me off about Pearl and Diamond too, because then I couldn't I couldn't bring over my like Arceus or my Darkrai to my Sun and Moon because technically um, they were listed as like cheat Pokemon um, because in all of its infinite wisdom, for whatever reason, Pearl and Diamond uh, had like all of the poke like like mythical Pokemon in the code for the game like in the north american and like european versions Hmm. but they were locked behind like event items that you needed to like get like in order to like go to the area where you could like challenge the pokemon 
those event items were only ever made available in Japan. So you had to go to like you had to go to like a GameStop or like a game sh- like store in Japan huh. and like use like the like the like local like Wi-Fi like download and like download the the like the items. Those items were never made available in the in the US or in, in, in North America. So I got myself an action replay. I like got the code to like get the items so I could actually go to the like the area and challenge the Pokemon. But for whatever reason. They, like that counted as like a like as a, a like a cheat Pokemon and like Pokebank had a bunch of like rules in place that you couldn't bring over like you know quote unquote like hacked Pokemon. Yeah, for good reason too. So like legitimate hackers. Yeah. So I was really really bummed that I couldn't bring my Darkrai over to my uh, version of Moon. But I guess now I can uh, with if I get uh, Diamond or Pearl, I can I can maybe transfer my shiny Darkrai from uh pokemon go over to that game there you go we'll have to see but um yeah so i mean that's that's that and i don't know there's like and and you know uh, we, frig we talked about this for so long um <laughs> 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 um i don't know like I, again like how i feel about Ar- arceus like as it looks to me right now it looks very boring um there's promise I, there I, I think but uh, maybe it wasn't very evident in that trailer Maybe not. I don't know. I think uh, I was thinking about it the other day because I remember I remember when I was like I was like 17 years old and I was working at McDonald's and like one day I was just like, you know, I was just like cleaning the tables and I was like, and this, I think this, this might have been around the time. Um, no, you know what? I hadn't got back into Pokemon yet. Or no, I not. Uh, no, wait, no, no, no. This was this was this was this was pre this was pre um, pre pre college era. Um, but I was just like thinking about it like. Like I was just like, why? I'm like, like, why don't they make an open world Pokemon game? Like they could, you know, you could like run around, issue commands, blah blah blah. Like, like it just it seemed to be like an open world Pokemon game seems like the like a good idea when you're a teenager, and then you get kind of you get a lot older, and you realize that maybe it's not such a great idea, um, because it's just like it's like like what are you supposed to do? Like what is the advantage of open world? Mm-hmm. versus like something that's a little bit more linear you know one of the things that i think made the wild area in pokemon sword and shield work was just like the fact that it was such a shift of like perspective you know which is like but it exists as sort of like a break from like the main game which is a lot more linear um and Pokemon, like, as an RPG, I think it only really works like that. Like, like one of the reasons I think Sun and Moon are the best Pokemons that have been made is because it feels so much more like a narratively driven, like, proper JRPG. Like, it doesn't fall into that, like, very traditional Pokemon formula. Mm-hmm. Um like specifically, like one, like one of the things that that I genuinely loved the most about it was how they replaced like the function of HMs with like these like special like Pokemon that you get that you use to like you know get around the world and stuff, and it like it just it felt so much to me like it like you were actually like on an adventure like you like these are your like little like Pokemon partners and you're you're using them to help you sort of like go on this adventure rather than just like oh I'll just teach a Jigglypuff you know, that I'm never going to use Flash and bust it out in a, in a cave when I need it. Like, 
I don't know. It just, it just, it like, and like, that's what I mean. Like, it's just like Pokemon. I think the, it like the ideas need to de- need to get more in like in a direction of making it something like closer to like, you know, final fantasy where it has a genuine like story that actually feels like an adventure, not just like, here's the same formulaic go battle the gym leaders, you know, wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah, the, the the Legends trailer kind of suggests that you'll be using that village as a base. So I mean, maybe, maybe there'll be some kind of narrative where you're expanding the base and you know going to different regions of Sinnoh that you haven't been to before. Like, yeah, there's 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 potential for that sort of sun and moon narrative there. But do you really think it's going to go in that direction? I mean, be honest. It's, it's hard to tell. I mean, they showed so little. <laughs> it's, a, it's a year out, so I mean, I'm 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 not close minded to it at least. It's like literally one stupid town. Like it's like, wouldn't wouldn't the point of an open world be to have more than one town? Like, well, then like I, I, I'm assuming you'll find other villages and you know hamlets along the way, type of thing. But uh... but, but, then, but again, it's just like like what who like what's the point? <laughs> who cares? Just, just let <laughs> like, people enjoy things, Jordan. There's no Pokemon centers. There's no like like what like what does what does the open world of Breath of the Wild thing like serve? Like why is this like it doesn't it doesn't look like it's gonna have any kind of like like climbing mechanic? Otherwise, they probably would have shown that off right away. Well, I don't know. You know, even as a snippet, like just to show, hey, you can climb a mountain just like Link. Um, you know, and 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 again, it, it ignores the idea that the reason why that worked in in Zelda was because, like, yeah, like again, like Zelda had such a rigid formula for so long that, like, breaking away from it in 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 any kind of way, like, made it feel really fresh and inventive. And it goes back to the the the, the core concepts of Zelda, which is like exploring a world and having an adventure. But just like that's just not really like that's not really Pokemon's game, like. Well, this, the the same could be said for Pokemon that it has a rigid structure. Like as much as it's changed, they flex the rules a little bit in some directions. But you know, at the end of the day, it still has a pretty same feel to the original games. I don't know. We'll I, see, I guess we'll I just I yeah. I just I don't I don't see what what an open world adds to any of that. But let's see. Let's uh, let's keep an open mind. I mean, those trees sure looked great. If people were mad about the, you know, the, the, the low poly trees and shield, they're going to love these ones. Um, <laughs> this is all so but, fascinating um, to me. Oh, well, I'm glad. I'm glad you <laughs> enjoy this. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm like on the outside so looking least... in going like, I have no idea what anybody's talking about. Yeah. At least someone is enjoying this because I'm sure the listeners aren't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh all right so uh, so let's let's move on uh you know actually wait i want to i want to talk about one more little thing um that i just remembered uh who 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 else watched that stupid post malone concert thing i sadly did tune in for a little bit of it yeah i tuned in for a tiny bit of it um i like the hootie and the blowfish cover <laughs> why the fuck Strange did he do any pokemon songs <laughs> it has like music from gold and silver in it <laughs> Like no, but like you couldn't. You didn't even do the Pokemon theme. Like you could. You could have done the poker rap. That's a slam dunk right there. <laughs> like that's all it had to be. Really, right? Too predictable. Oh, that's all I'll say. Oh my god! <laughs> but it's a Pokemon concert. <laughs> like you just have a T posing Charmander in the background. It's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my god, uh, on the road to Viridian City? Like, you could have had that in there. Yeah, <laughs> it's a weird world oh we my, live in, but that's... Uh, oh my made. god, like... Yeah, I, I'm glad they did it. Like, this is like, yeah, like, it was fun, whatever, you know? Like, but, like... <laughs> What an what a missed opportunity to do some freaking like actual songs from from the show and movies and soundtrack. At least they you, celebrated the anniversary. Like, yeah, it was some acknowledgement of it. At least, yeah, that's something. Um, yeah, like Listen, Hooting, guys, Hooting the Bullfish seemed like a good pull that song until I, I remember what all the words were and how it's spelled like a like a relationship. Like, it's not really like like the title. I was like, oh yeah, that, that's a cool song about like buddies and stuff. No, no, that's just a it's another relationship song. <laughs> yeah, it's about a relationship. <laughs> Well, I mean, have you seen Lop Bunny? Like, give me a break. Oh, don't go. Don't go down. <laughs> there. <laughs> I don't know what to call that. Let's not go there. Oh, God. You ever saw, oh, it was an old, uh, old uh, Newgrounds collab, Super Nintendo. And they had what, one of the jokes in that was uh, was was Pokemon Snap Triple X. No, I, I, oh, I hate no. it. Red light. <laughs> Red light. Oh my god. Oh yeah, it was that was really funny. The internet was a mistake. And actually, one of the one of the jokes that that was in it was like the guy was like it was like you know that like this like joke version of Snap, and he's like he's like yeah, he's like sell it, sell it like you sell diamonds and pearls. Oh my. God. <laughs> oh, my. oh god, so funny. That was a really good. That was a really good collab. You gotta, you gotta check it out. Old school, you old school Newgrounds, man. So many good, so many good, uh, so many good things in there. Were they though? Oh yeah, no, it was great. There was like what? Oh dude, you know what? That, okay, <laughs> hey, uh, oh my god, don't get. Why you gotta? Why you gotta tangent cast? Honestly, <laughs> I'm the one tangent casting. You're setting me up for these tangents. <laughs> I will no. I will say briefly that um, I was very much of that opinion where like Newgrounds was a stupid site for like stick death and you know and like hentai yeah. games. Um, then I played Castle Crashers and I saw that it was made like by like the Newgrounds team um, and like Behemoth Games and I was like I was like wait a minute like was I wrong about Newgrounds and I went back like as an adult I was in my like twenties um, and yeah no like I had no idea like it really is like just like this this great hub for like artists making like art like obviously you're gonna have like you know dumb stuff on there too. Um, but the amount of like, like really like genuinely inspired, like flash animations that I saw on that site was like, I was like, so totally wrong about, uh, about Newgrounds. And that's where all those like guys that like were really genuinely talented got their starts, right? Like, you know, like Ego Raptor and, you know, um, like Zach Hadel and Oni and all those guys like Dunky. Dunky too. Yeah. Dunky got his start on there too. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, man, you're, everyone was, we were all wrong about, uh, about Newgrounds. But I mean, when you go there, when you're like nine, it's like, tee hee hee, stick death. Like, you know, you don't, you don't realize what it was actually like for, you know? Um, but, uh, but moving on from this, uh, ridiculous ramble of, of Pokemon, um, to, uh, the real, the real meaty story, um, that, uh, so we got the, uh, we got the interesting reveal that uh, the Harry Potter game for next-gen consoles is apparently going to have transgender character options, um, which seems a little hypocritical, given the you know express opinions of the creator of the franchise. 
and um you know some of the uh shitty comments that the game's like lead developer or director made i don't know if this is a tough one now I, you know reina you you actually have some skin in this game mm-hmm. if you uh if you want to if you want to give us your your uh, insight into this so obviously for listeners who don't know i am a trans woman um uh grew up loving harry potter loving it like it was like one of my top five franchises ever went to like all the midnight showings and everything and to just i know there's like the argument that you like you can separate the art from the artist that people always like to bring that up but when the artist does not shut up about their personal beliefs <laughs> they are straight up asking you to take a side and at that point you 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 can't separate the art from the artist i'm i'm sorry you can't like there there is an argument to be made on that subject but just everything that comes out about this game is like at first like if i if i didn't know about jk rowling's like like stances on like trans people like i would be so into this like an open world harry potter game like that straight up sounds like the ps1 sorcerer stone game and order the phoenix mm-hmm. which were like good games by the way go back and replay them if you can um and i don't know like it just killed like uh, all the hype for me about this game and to hear that they're like adding trans character options it sounds like putting a band-aid over like a severed limb yeah yeah well it, you know to me it just like it seems very like uh like disingenuine like <laughs> you know because it's just like you know yeah like you you have you have all the you know every, all, jk rowland being as outspoken as she is about this and it's just super gross Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's just like, it, it, you know, to this day, I, I, I don't, I don't understand how people like can't do like some research and like really understand what it means to have like non-binary options in a game or like, you know, anything that requ- like has like kind of like character creation, because at the end of the day, the, it was, it was, it was sort of a similar thing with, with cyberpunk too, if I remember, like cyberpunk was trying to uh I, I don't know if they were just you know trying to score some you know some good some good faith points by saying like oh yeah we have all these like non-binary options you can you know you can make your character however you want and this and that but at the end of the day you know you could still only have you know a male female voice and depending on whatever you choose that's how people refer to you as i'll give them like, credit though on the fact that cyberpunk at least has like openly trans characters in it um true 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 straight up one of the side quest givers is like is openly trans um i doubt the harry potter game is gonna have that um to me the harry potter game it sounds like a higher up at warner brothers was like was basically like oh fuck no oh sorry i didn't i don't know if we can curse (laughs) oh no no, i've been cursing like hell (laughs) okay um it sounds like like somebody at warner brothers like one of the higher up was like oh fuck no one's gonna buy this game we need to try and one distance ourselves from jk rowling which like i don't care what anyone says they can say that they're distanced from her all they want the fact that she owns the ip it, she's still going to profit off this so mm-hmm. how yeah. distant is she from it 
and two it's like oh well maybe if we have this the community will still that that like loves harry potter will still like buy this game um i honestly kind of really feel bad for most of the devs over there because it's avalanche software making it right as far mm-hmm. as i checked last and they yeah, make actually yeah. some genuinely good games and they're like a bunch of talented folks but to also come out and say that oh the lead designer of the game is also like this pro gamergate dude and anti-sjw and he straight up says like warner's not warner doesn't care about putting like like justice like themes in like their games and it's like oh my god like this game is becoming this like perfect storm of like shit well i mean i feel like that was pretty apparent when that hogwarts mystery game came out and it's like there's a part where you know they they literally choke a child for money like pay money or you're child avatar will be strangled by vines wait what <laughs> oh you didn't hear about that no i didn't hear about that one yeah it's it's the way it's the way that uh the way that uh, the hogwarts mystery game is structured basically like it's a very like pay it's not even pay to win it's just pay to play essentially so like it, it's it's sort of structured like this like narratively driven thing but like everything you do requires like energy so it's basically just progressing the game forward requires like energy right Mm -hmm. so like the way it's structured like from the beginning um is that basically like everything you do up to the up to like you know getting your wand and like going like getting like getting to hogwarts um like you have enough energy to do that but then there's a part where you you like go into this like chamber i can't remember what the hell it was and these like magical like vines show up and they like wrap around your character to the point where they're literally like wrapped around your character's like neck and they're like choking you out but like that's the point where you like conveniently run out of energy and if you want to like progress the story you either have to like stop playing the game and wait for your energy to recharge or you can spend like money to buy like you know the energy crystals like the premium currency like energy crystals that's uh that's precarious (laughs) I, and like yeah and then and then for the from that from then on the rest of the game is like that like literally doing anything just like drains your energy and it's just like either stop playing the game or spend money so i i almost feel like that warner brothers doesn't know how to handle the franchise post deathly hollows part two because it seems like yeah everything that they're doing associated with this franchise is just a mess like and we we haven't even touched upon the movies, which are a whole nother mess in themselves. <laughs> um, I uh, I stopped reading the books after Goblet of Fire, and I didn't really watch all of the Goblet of Fire movie. And I was just like, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> I can stop here. Yeah, like, Harry Potter seems like I I was late to it. Um, again, kind of thinking I was too too old for it when it when it came out. And then I like I binge read the entire series when the last book came out. I was like, wow, this is really well structured. This is, you know, this is great. And everything since then has kind of been a disappointment. <laughs> like that mm-hmm. was that was the peak when the series ended. <laughs> and everything mm-hmm. since then has been this weird postmortem zombie shuffle. And it's been like like people also tend to forget that Warner Brothers, I mean, sure, they own like DC and Lord of the Rings as well, but for the longest time, like Harry Potter was the moneymaker for that for that studio um oh yeah huge and that company like even still to this day i mean they're still pumping out stuff regardless of their quality um 
but I think they're just still kind of chasing that same high of the Harry Potter like movie era where like everywhere you turned it it was there it was like it was pop culture at the time I know like that meme on Twitter is being overdone of like you had to be there but you you kind of had to be there <laughs> <laughs> no you know it's you're 100% right I mean like for the longest time it realistically like like what was it it was Harry Potter and Batman those were the only things that Warner Brothers was really pumping out with like with like you know consistency mm-hmm. yeah every and, other attempt at something was just a was just a garbage fire and like the idea of like this game on paper is super cool like super into it um but just given everything like surrounding the creator and like other people involved with the game it's like i, I pretty much just have to like tell people i'm like you you need to speak with your wallet like 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 don't buy it <laughs> Um, no, that and you know you're you're a hundred percent right on that because that's that was sort of the thing where like you know when I started when I started seeing like all this stuff that was coming out about J.K. Rowling, I was just like you know I was like like this person is just uh, just a piece of fucking garbage. Like she is not worth you know the the pedestal that we put her on for you know for writing some books about a a privileged white boy who goes to magic school you know, and gets all the powers and wins by default of, of his birthright. Like that was something that always pissed me off about the books too. And it always made me mad, even as a kid where like, you know, Gryffindor could be down by like a billion points by the end of the book. And like, you know, something happens and Dumbledore is just like, Oh, Harry Potter. He did the magical boy award. <laughs> a billion points to Gryffindor. Like it just, it was just like, I was like, imagine being a kid at that school you're in like Ravenclaw, like I would have been, and it's just like every fucking year it's goddamn Harry Potter. Like we're busting our asses to win these house cups. So, so people have like, but, you know, no, by virtue of him being back. the boy who lived. <laughs> so, so people have gone back and like looked at like some of the themes that those books carry, and there's like weird anti-Semitic like caricatures. Um, the books are inherently like pro-cop with like the ministry of magic i mean spoiler alert in the harry potter and the cursed child uh harry is essentially a cop as an adult um and the way that the books and the franchise just treat people of color are just like all around like kind of disgusting um which makes me think that the game is not going to do much better no and you know it is like like yeah like based on like you know whatever source material they're working from like I, 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 that's the thing. I don't know how much like like J.K. gets to su- gets to sign off on any of this stuff, but it's just it's just one of those things where you can tell where like that. It's just like like it's not it's not being done. I don't believe from a from like a, a genuine place of like wanting to like you know give people in like the LGBTQ plus community like actual like voice and actual representation it's just like it's like the you know the the way the what i compare it to is kind of like that thing that, that i noticed um uh like probably like, you know i was it like five ish years ago when like the the whole the whole concept of like the female protagonist was just this thing that just suddenly exploded onto the game industry because it's like nobody ever had the thought to put like women in games and then it seemed like every single person, every single game company was just doing it. Like, look, guys, we have a girl, too. We are the progressive. 
So and it just it didn't it didn't feel genuine to me. It just felt like you were they were just trying to score like cheap points, you know, with like you know like yeah like the like the progressive crowd. It's pandering. It's that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, this is not how you solve a situation like this. Um, and I don't think there is a situ a way to solve this situation besides um, as as much as I say, like I feel bad for the devs, but like I can't support this game like in the slightest. I have a PS5 and I'm dying for games, and I'm over here just kind of like meh at that. <laughs> yeah, like the, yeah. the 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 devs. Yeah, I, I I feel for them too because like this this information came out via like a leak to Bloomberg's Jason Schreier, and you know there's there's a sense that there's this like rebel faction almost within the developers that are pushing for these things, and it's taking this much to get this far, but it's you know like you say it's it's still not enough, and it's still coming across as pandering, and it's still not really truly representative. Mm-hmm. No, and and that's that's the thing you know kind of like going back to what uh, what you were saying, Reina about. Uh, like like separating the art from the artist it, you know i i kind of had like for a long time like wanted to believe that there was a case to be made for like sort of like the separation of art from the artist but like it gets really hard right because any like if you know if you want to support the if, you know if the artist is a terrible person but they make amazing art like supporting their art and yeah like even like spending your money on it is sort of like you like tacitly endorsing that artist like especially you you might not agree with yeah especially when the artist like doesn't shut up on their soapbox (laughs) yeah exactly like you know and they're and they're getting freaking art like essays published in like the bbc apparently and winning awards for these shitty hate-filled essays that they you can write but you know uk's got inserting themselves into it like you know, you, you you might you might go through the process of separating it in your own mind, but then now she crawls again with another essay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. exactly. Um, or and that's you, what I mean. You, like, or you start seeing those anti-Semitic things in other little threads that you didn't really notice before. Like that that shine comes off the apple, and you can kind of see the rut underneath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was the I think that was the argument that was people were making too that J.K. Rowling was was always like this too, right? As we just never really noticed it, mm-hmm. um, because yeah. all we were paying attention to was the magical wizard boy having wizard school adventures. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, but one hundred percent. It's like you you really take a step back at that series and like really look at it and like look at like its creator and you're like, man, this thing has been fucking broken for years. <laughs> yeah absolutely and that and that was the thing right like that, and that's why exa- exactly why like when i when i saw initially i saw the reveal for this you know for this game i was just like that's nice i'm not gonna buy it because the person who made it is a giant piece of shit but like you know y- you know i i definitely i i feel for you or i feel for the dev like the devs i agree with you on that because they have this sort of impossible job um and if I, I guess if you know if I could offer I, my opinion on it, is the, the only real I mean, aside from from realistically, yeah, from you know voting with your wallet, the the only real way to affect change is to get more you know more trans people, more uh, you know um, queer people, like people of color, like whatever, whatever your whatever topic you're trying to like tackle getting them in the game industry it's not like it's not like like that like trans devs don't exist like it's not like even even if you if you if you get people for like consulting positions so you don't you know stick your foot in your mouth when you want to put like a trans character in a in a game and then you still have you know 
bad like you know uninformed things like oh there's still only two gender options like or there's still only like this like one of the lead devs of gears of war just came out as trans and i i almost want to say that gears of war is primed to do this entire topic like way better <laughs> really <laughs> especially i with never like... pay attention to this to the <laughs> gears well, I I won't say, but the story in four and five kind of goes places but that I'm like, oh, I almost feel like they could tackle those topics if they really wanted to in the next game. Let's. Uh, oh my god, that would be awesome. I'd love to see it. Well, that's actually a good point too, Jordan. Like, uh, that reminded me of the thing with Doctor Seuss this week. Like the the whole news about them, quote unquote, canceling six of his books, but in reality, his estate you know, consulted, consulted groups of educators and, you know, like, a, and, and, and cultural groups and had them look at the exactly. books and, you know, analyze, like, is this, what message is this sending? And they decided, let's take these six books out of rotation, like, take, stop publishing these six books, stop profiting from these, stop proliferating these. Yeah. But that's the kind of His thing. His own estate hmm. did that's, that. That's the, kind of, that's the kind of thing that companies need to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I know you're obviously you're always going to have people who like, you know, are detractors about this for no reason, because realistically, like it, it doesn't affect anybody, like except the people who are being disenfranchised, who like can feel a bit, you know, like safer walking around in the world. Like I remember, I, uh, I you know, I think, you know what we, uh, we, we talked about this a little bit before, but I think I, I might've cut it out of a, of a previous episode was, um, when, uh, uh, was, I was talking with my, with my brother when, when they were talking about pulling, um, the, the baby it's cold outside off the radio because, you know, uh, like, you know, survivors of like sexual abuse were like, you know, ma- being made uncomfortable by it. And he was kind of, you know, he was like, Oh, this is stupid. This is censorship, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, like, dude, like, why do you care? It's a stupid song that doesn't affect you at all. Like if, if people pull it off the radio because, you know, victims of sexual abuse are be, feel a bit more comfortable listening to Christmas music, like it, that's a net positive. It doesn't affect you and it, it helps them. Like what is the problem? Yes. Yeah, same thing with the Seuss thing. There's six books, four of them no one has ever heard about. Yeah, I never even heard. I, 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 you know, I've heard of if I ran the zoo, but I never like read it. Um, and I, yeah, I, I get, like the only I know the only the only Doctor Seuss. There are literally there's three Doctor Seuss books, <laughs> four that I can that I can name. No, not yet. You know, Cat in the Hat, Grinch, Oh, the places you'll go because everybody gets a copy of that book after they graduate college. I got mine after and high school. <laughs> but you see, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Also green eggs and ham. But uh, I, I, I oh, have yeah, to pick my I'm a bit biased. Yeah. Yeah, the Lorax too. Pop on pop. Horton heals a who. I mean, I, I've always thought he was overrated anyway. So. Everyone only knows those <laughs> ones because there were movies made about them. Exactly. Exactly. The Cat in the Hat is <laughs> a good yeah, movie. The overrated artists. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The famous line, Dirty Ho, is in the <laughs> listen my my main (laughs) shtick is i write about movies and i am being legitimate when i'm like the cat in the hat is a good movie (laughs) come on (laughs) it is absurdist comedy at its finest (laughs) you know what i think i think i think um i think a lot of people disregard that movie just because like the the affecting on 
Michael Myers or Mike Myers. Michael Myers. Michael that would have been a better choice. Michael Myers is the cat of the hat. Michael Myers is the cat of the hat. No, just I, yeah, I think I think that's. <laughs> so he's got the mask and everything. Um, no, no, you know, yeah, I think I think that was the problem is that like because like like no matter how good the movie was gonna be, like the effect work on Mike Myers as the cat in the hat, like it just wasn't good enough. Um, and yeah. I think that that's kind of like it's kind of like the the weird like other side of the coin that you can see where like a lot of people th- say that like the Grinch isn't a very good movie, but oh, you kind of get I over it because like, <laughs> like Jim Carrey, like really looks like, like he does a good job. And like the way that they did the, um, the costuming on him for the Grinch, like, like genuinely holds up. Mm-hmm. I kind of like it. It's, it's, it's stupid. <laughs> But Dr. Seuss, Seuss pretty, the, yeah. the six yes. books that they're ending circulation, nobody's going to miss. We're going to forget about it in six no. months. And there have been copies made so, for how many decades now? Like they're, they're out there in the ether. If you if really want to, really yeah, yeah. If you really want a copy of the book with a racist caricature, you're going to have to just seek it out, <laughs> at which point you need to start judging yourself as a person. Yeah. yeah. Really look inward at that point. Yeah. Just please stop saying on Facebook that they're canceled. They're not canceled. Yeah. No, the, no. Yeah. Seuss, Seuss is fine. Total. We, 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 like, what? Wasn't there like a? I thought I heard a rumor too at, at some point that like Doctor Seuss, like straight up said at like one point that he didn't even like kids. <laughs> I can, I I can believe it. it. <laughs> he just he just liked writing good like books for he liked kids. Making money. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's <laughs> yeah. There's that too. <laughs> kids are stupid. They'll give me money for this. Yeah, but I do enjoy my profitable niche that I've carved for myself. And just like J.K. I thought I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's one of those like those like mandala effects where like I I thought I heard a rumor about it and it's not it's actually not true. Um, just just going back to um to Hogwarts to the, legacy the, the, for the point to the topic <laughs> at hand um I just feel yeah I feel super bad about Avalanche they have like never gotten a break um first like being a subsidiary subsidiary under Disney and like the fallout with Disney Infinity and then just mm-hmm. trying to find a new buyer and then they get acquired by Warner Brothers and then now this happens it's like oh, that's a damn shame yeah, you know, like luckily, luckily we could we could probably still say that like their you know their work, I would say, still speaks for itself. You know, like, um, I was never I was never a huge huge fan of Just Cause, but I acknowledge like that it's like you know silly different fun. avalanche. Um, is that different avalanche? That is a very different avalanche. <laughs> Oh my god, that's the exact oh my god, I was <laughs> when you were talking about Avalanche, that was the one studio that came to my mind. I was like, the Rage guys? No, it's uh, the the Disney Infinity guys. <laughs> oh that Avalanche. And they did uh, that Cars three video game. <laughs> oh my god, well aren't I stupid? I invested too um, much money in that game and I still didn't recognize the name, so I mean you're not alone on that one. <laughs> Yeah, I never got it. I never got into Disney Infinity because I kind of I missed the boat on it. By the time they brought out like stuff for like Tron Legacy, oh. it was like already like on its deathbed, and I, that was the only reason I wanted to play Disney Infinity was to build a big like grid. I went down a deep rabbit hole when the starter kit for 3.0 came out, and it was like Star Wars, and then I just bought like oh, yeah. every single Star Wars figure. 
Um, still have all of them. They're on a shelf. I love them, how they look like Pixar versions of the characters. Yeah, I couldn't uh I couldn't justify that between like that and like amiibos. I was like I had to pick one. You know, when when Disney Infinity like stopped being supported, you could uh you could get those stickers for like two bucks a pop on clearance. Oh Jesus. But yeah, I never got into the amiibo uh, game. Game stars actually. Yeah. I I wanna get into amiibo, but it's so expensive. They did the NES Dragon Bell sagas. They did the NES port of like Ultimate MK3, I believe. Um, Uh, Did they? Yeah, I think so. Right off the top of my head. Let me look. I'm gonna verify that because I'm just, I'm just, I'm just Wikipediaing it now, and I'm just like looking at some of the games that they've made. Oh my god! Oh my god! They yeah, they made they made the single worst Dragon Ball Z game ever. The PSP one <laughs> based on the so- movie. No, Dragon Ball Z Sagas. That's so bad. I think the PSP one based on the movie might have that beat for worst Dragon Ball game. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, there's a lot of bad Dragon Ball games. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's, that's pretty. That's a pretty uh, hot competition for that title. I think. Yeah, this, I mean, but yes, they did the SNES oof. and Mega Drive ports for Ultimate MK3. It was like the first game. It looks like, hmm. uh, and they did Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub Zero, which is a fucking terrible game. Also, <laughs> why are we shitting on poor Avalanche? No, no, they redeemed themselves with the. I believe they did the Toy Story Three video game, which uh, they had like yeah, they did that side mode toy box was like the blueprint for Disney Infinity, and then they made that its own game. Um, toy Story Three is actually a very good uh, movie based game. That's, Disney Infinity yeah, was actually, yeah, yeah it, 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 was, it wasn't really a solid game, too. And it says something, too, that Disney still sells figures that are somewhat inspired off those figures. Like, if oh, you walk into yeah. the Disney store now, like, the, like they, they have a whole line that's based off of those figures, like, a little more poseable and, like, interactive. Well, but, uh, well, they had all these designs for, like, figures that never came out. Like, they had, like, designs based on the Rogue One characters. They had more Marvel figures coming out. I believe the last Marvel figure they did was, like, a that unmasked like captain america figure and it's super cool oh yeah that was a good one yeah yeah where he's holding the shield in front of him and it's like i think it's like supposed to be like the first avenger poster oh right because they, they did that um battlegrounds expansion yes which is actually a very good expansion because it's essentially power stone yeah that's true. really <laughs> like power stone the, the ps1 game power, or power stone, stone the anime power stone the capcom game the 3d fighting game yeah that's the one i'm thinking <laughs> of oh was it wait was that was that ps1 or was that dreamcast it was dreamcast i believe yeah um, but the marvel battlegrounds dlc for disney infinity is that but with like any marvel figure that you have that's super cool. Yeah, I'm looking at the figure right now. Actually, you're right. It is really cool. Yeah, super cool designs. <laughs> really super nice underrated game. Hey. I just think it had the misfortune of coming out near Amiibo and many Toys to Life that's so, games. That's super weird because it looks like a Pixar version of Chris Evans and it's kind of uncanny. It is and it's ironic like because he's voicing Buzz Lightyear in the next Pixar Buzz Lightyear movie. That, it, oh, that, that bothers me. I wish they would have just got Tim Allen. Uh, well. I mean, the stuff he said this morning about Tim Allen, I'm like... <laughs> 
the stuff that Tim Allen said yeah, but this morning, I, I'm like Tim eh, Allen has said know. some dumb stuff in the I mean I don't think he said he hasn't really has he said anything that was like really like outwardly uh, like offensive I know he said some I know he said some shit about like about like um he, he's he's oh, what was it towards his ultra right audience yeah I can't remember he, I remember he went on, yeah I think he went on Kimmel or something and he said something like about how uh like the like the left or something is like the reason why certain shows yet like don't exist anymore or some 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 dumb stuff from, like that from what i heard like pixar didn't even tell him that they were replacing him like they Oof. just did it um like that's that's how you do it <laughs> yeah just kick just kick him off um i mean i, th- I don't i don't th- i don't think he uh i don't think he got anything like i don't think he got as bad as like gina carano but i know he did say some dumb stuff i can't remember now uh, he probably did at some point but he has a bit more mm-hmm. protection and like that was further in the past too um yeah but to wrap around back to avalanche it's like it sucks that they've never <laughs> kind of gotten a break it's like multiple yeah. storms have like hit them and it's just like and you think that this project because like stepping away from everything i will say the concept of hogwarts legacy and like the footage that we have seen it looks super cool it is a super cool concept it seems like finally a project that avalanche can stretch their legs on and then the storm around it happens yeah yeah it's it's um it's it's unfortunate all around i mean it's unfortunate for them it's it's unfortunate for like you know all the 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 multitude of people who are you know being affected by like a lot of the stuff that you know that that jk rowling is propagating and i mean even like in the uk like the uk is like it's horrifying yeah it's how many like how hard they're going to try and like 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 just like erase trans people and that's why she has a platform over there honestly yeah, no, you're you're 100 percent right. Um, so I, I I don't know how we square this circle. I mean, I guess just yeah, just don't go, just just don't buy Hogwarts don't, Legacy. Yeah, don't don't buy it. I mean, it's kind of hilarious too that this movie that this game was also leaked out in like 2018, and people thought Rocksteady was doing it. <laughs> well, I don't really. That'd I don't remember different. that. Yeah, it, <laughs> you actually don't. I kind of remember that actually. Yeah. Yeah, it leaked out, and everybody thought it was like the big top secret, like Rocksteady project. And I was like, that don't look like Rocksteady. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a rough one. Um, yeah, just speak with your wallet. That's one. all I have to say. You can't separate the art from the artist if the artist is continually saying stupid stuff and trying to convince you to pick pick a side. Yeah, no. I mean, it's 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 a tough thing too. If I if I can uh, reiterate my my thoughts, is it's a very it's a very tough tough position, like tough thing to do to try and sef- separate the art from the artist. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, but yeah, in in this case, in this case, there's really there's really no way around it. It's pretty simple. Listen, yeah. <laughs> listen, I want wizards and like stuff. I'll just wait for Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah. Or what was the, what was the one avowed Ooh. that I I hope comes to PlayStation Five. If you want another game because... based on a Warner property, just wait for the Gollum game. 
Oh, why does anyone want that? I... I can't think of a less interesting game than, hey, what if we made a game about Gollum? I'll give it a chance just because I like the shadow, like the Middle Earth shadow games that they do. But I don't even think it's the same devs. It's not. That's what I mean. It's like, it's just, I think it's just supposed to be some like pure, like stealth based game. Because I mean, like, what the hell's Gollum going to do? He doesn't have the ring. He's a little mealy piece of shit. He can't do nothing. Was he gonna bite everyone's finger off? That's his only means of attack. No, I feel yeah, like he, it's... He, he might slap you with a fish. Yeah, <laughs> just pulling it out of his loin cloth and throwing it at you. I feel like it's gonna get canceled. I don't see that game seeing the light of day. As weird. No, as that I mean because like, who the fuck wants it? It's from the. De- who was, who was... <laughs> it's from the developers of. Wow, it looks like they've only made like point and click like indie games. That is strange. Perfect. That's how you, that's 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 how you want making your Gollum stealth based game. Oh, it's also cross gen games now. Be better. Oh, I don't know. Same with Hogwarts it's, it's Legacy. Gonna, that's cross gen now. Even too. if that was hidden. In the if that gets released, huh. it's going to be a flop. I tell you right now, says, no one wants to play Lord of the Rings if you're not like someone with a sword chopping down orcs. Is it so hard? And I and I guess it probably is because EA is involved. But is it so hard to give us like a remaster of Lord of the Rings, the two towers, the movie game? Yeah, that overturned the king. Either one like do a trilogy. Yeah, like like a collection. You know what? It's a weird the PlayStation 2 uh, fellowship game was like really cool. It's like really true to the books, too. You meet Tom Bombadil at one point and he sings a song. Yeah, the. fellowship is like close to the book randomly and then two towers is like fellowship and two towers correct yeah uh yeah kind of it's like pure like it's more like the movie really it's like those were the ones that actually like were really like really following the movie yeah um fellowship was its own like because even just like like the art style is like totally it's like more like kind of like cartoony it kind of looks a little bit more even like like that old um uh, uh, I forget the name of the animator. Uh, Lord of the Rings movie, Ralph like Baskin. from like the like seventies. Oh, yes, yes. Like the Baskin movies, yeah. Like it's it's a little bit closer in in like style uh, to those ones than it's it also is like, like that Hobbit game a little bit, huh? Yeah, but the Hobbit, uh, yeah, Hobbit came out a lot, lo- uh, like longer, like after those ones. I think that like that followed in the success of those games and movies. I think at this point they need to do like a Two Towers and Return of the King remaster, but unfortunately, it is EA. We'll probably never see it. It's true, but then again, there is a twenty ninth anniversary coming up the next couple of years, so that's true. That's true. They they gotta yeah. do something. Because I know we could only hope Lord of the Rings is primed to come back, especially with the Amazon series um, gaining yeah. traction. It's a, it's like a weird thing too because it's like those are those were like tie in at least like I know I know Return of the King specifically because that was the one I had, um, and it's just like like those were tie in movie games, mm-hmm. and yet Return of the King I like specifically for. Uh, was like one of the most beloved games on the PS2. Like when you talk to people about like the best games on the PS2 library, like Return of the King always comes up. It is so good, actually. <laughs> it's so good. Um, Third Age was good too, which was like straight up like an RPG with like the art style of the movies. Oh, I right, yeah. never played Third Age. What was the what was the one that I played? Um it was like it was kind of like trying to be uh like uh dragon age was there a, but it was really uh, bad 
Well, there was Conquest. That was kind of like a, almost like a Muso in a way, if I recall correctly. What was that other? I, I, um, I, I can picture the one you're talking about, but I can't name it. It came. I remember I got the special edition because it came in like like a like a like a quiver with like an arrow map. Was it was it War of, in the North? War in the North. It was War in the North. That game was so bad. <laughs> yeah, you gotta go oh back and God, play Third Age if you it. want a good Lord of the Rings RPG. But Tolkien and Dragon Age sounds oh, like yeah. such a good combination, though. I know. It's like, how would you mess that up? But uh, I, I tell you, it was so bad. Bioware and Tolkien sound like a great like match. Yeah, give me all of that. That's two things I love. Let's mash that all together right now, please. Do, uh, do, do you guys have any idea who could be developing that supposed like Knights of the Old Republic like reboot slash remake, whatever it is? Because they said it uh, isn't Bioware and that it's a dev that nobody's going to expect. Uh, it sounds like it's Aspire. A-S-P-Y-R, I think it's. Oh, like. are they going to develop it rather than like just remaster like the original game like they've already done? That's kind of the running theory, I think, based on Reset Era, if I recall correctly. Um, yeah, they, they, were, they were handling those ports, and I think they're, they might be getting whatever they that project They did the Jedi Outcast be. and like Jedi Academy like ports that are really good. Mm-hmm. I love well, plus plus ports. the plus the the Knights of the Republic. They've done both ports for that now too. Um, mm-hmm. Number two just came out December, I think it was. People were also saying Obsidian, but I'm like, that's too easy. They said it's not a studio nobody would suspect, and they've already done the second game. Yeah, I feel like it would be it would be like the best decision to like kind of like give it back to Obsidian. People think it should be Larian. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I just I, I I look at I look at uh like Outer Worlds and I'm just like God, like they, they just they're so good at making RPGs. Just like just let them do it. <laughs> oh man, yeah, and have it be exclusive and ha- watch the internet burn down. Yeah, that would that that, that that's the problem. It's right? bad enough. Indiana Jones is pretty much exclusive, but rumor has it yeah, that but... that Sony is doing like an exclusive like Lucasfilm game and like ironically uh naughty dog is like hey we have like a couple projects in the works but we're not ready to share and everyone's like are they doing like a lucasfilm game (laughs) yeah i know now that now that the gates have been opened it's just like everyone's everyone's speculating meanwhile nintendo gets the zynga star wars game (laughs) yeah yeah, do it right don't do that (laughs) don't even (laughs) don't even (laughs) but uh i feel like i feel like we've gotten uh Pretty far off topic. Yeah, so now seems as good. Now seems as good a time as any to uh, to wrap it up because we are we are, we are deep. <laughs> um, so thanks as always for listening. Um, if you want to read about any of the things we talked about today, you can check them out at cgmagonline.com. Um, like I said at the top of the podcast, if you want to find any of us on the social media, you can find uh, the CG Mag at CG Mag Online. Easy enough. Um, you can find me at Ninja Jordan underscore, or you can find me on YouTube at www.youtube.com/slash Ninja Reviews. Um, Chris DeHoog, you can find on Twitter at Hoogathy or on Twitch at Guild Two Taps, um, and Reina Cervantes is on twitter at jfc 
Doom Blade. Do you don't have like a, tw- a Twitch or anything, anything else you want to plug? I don't, but if you're interested in some of my writing, I am doing a lot of freelance work for bloodydisgusting.com. And I do run a horror movie podcast called Horror in Session. You can find that at Horror in Session. Awesome. I got a buddy, actually, I think, who who writes some stuff freelance for Bloody Disgusting as well. Oh, right on. Hell yeah. Uh, i trying to remember. Yeah. I went to college with him, and now I don't remember his name, because the only interaction I ever had with him mostly was on uh, Facebook, and I don't use Facebook anymore. So Yeah, if it wasn't <laughs> obvious, movies are my main jam, but occasionally I like to branch out and talk about games. Well, they, you know, they're pretty, they're, they're getting similar. Everyone talks about cinematic stuff in games. Games are so cinematic. Ugh. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. No, my thoughts exactly. <laughs> I'm playing a game to play a game. Let me play Breath yeah, of no, the no, Wild no. in peace. <laughs> yeah, I'm not watching a freaking movie here. <laughs> I don't need 30-minute cutscenes, even though I love Kojima games, but those are the exceptions. But that's what makes the game legitimate. It's like a real thing that you go see in a movie theater. I got my hands on my temples again. <laughs> <laughs> all right well <laughs> on that note. thanks again for thanks again for listening um stay inside stay safe uh wear a mask and keep listening to great podcasts by great people <laughs>